I don't wanna be the boy that runs in the back I don't wanna be the kid that falls in the dark All I really want to be is the guy that gets that girl Welcome to the AJ Steele Show. We discuss politics, sex, money, and everything in between. And now, here's your host, an immigrant, a self-made millionaire, an American, AJ Steele. Do not forsake me, oh my darling, on this our wedding day. Welcome to the AJ Steele Show. How many of you remember that old movie with Gary Cooper called High Noon? Well, it was my mom's favorite movie, and she made sure I watched it as a kid. And now that I'm a dad, I made sure my kids watched it too. It's a story of a sheriff who's about to get married. And these criminals are coming to town and they're going to destroy everything. And he asks the town people to help him to save the town. And they all say, nope, nope. And they all run away. Each one has an excuse. Oh, those criminals are too tough. Oh, you should give in. Oh, we don't believe in violence. Oh, if we don't give in, they'll destroy our town and burn everything down. They all run away. And the sheriff is left there, Gary Cooper. It's an old black and white movie, but it's one of the most touching human stories. Just one of the most inspiring movies I've ever seen. And so everybody leaves town and the sheriff says, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't leave. I have to face these murderers like a man. And he tells his bride-to-be, who happens to be a pacifist, she doesn't believe in war, he tells her he can't leave, he has to stay there. And his beautiful bride-to-be, she's played by Grace Kelly, you remember her? She tells him, you know, if you stick around and fight, I'm going to leave on a noon train, with or without you. And Gary Cooper tells her, no, I can't, I'm staying. I've never run away from anyone before, because he has to face these horrible people, these criminals, these demons. And he stands there tall, this Gary Cooper character. I think his name is Kane in the movie. And they come and a gunfight starts and it's just him against all of them. And as he's about to lose, all of a sudden his wife emerges, his bride-to-be, and she shoots one of the murderers. And she saves the day for him, for Gary Cooper at high noon. She gave up her beliefs or pacifist beliefs to save her husband to be and then they embrace and they kiss and all is good with the world and all is good with hollywood that was when hollywood still promoted good and morality and not evil not the criminals not the thugs not the rappers what a beautiful movie what an iconic movie and the high noon song plays in the background wait along Wait along. Well, we find America at high noon too, don't we? Very similar instance right here for President Trump. He's facing much worse, much, much more powerful people than the bandits that Gary Cooper faced in high noon. And he's all alone. He's all alone. 
against the globalist mafia, against China, against the Democratic Party, against Iran, against the military-industrial complex, against the Judases of the Republican Party. Believe me, they're just as bad as the Democrats. And he's also all alone against big tech, against our mainstream media, against radio, against newspapers, all by himself, against Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all of those guys. He's all alone against them. And most of the townspeople, they already left. They just left behind because they don't care about liberty. They don't care about justice. They don't care about peace in the world. They just want some quiet, like lambs to the slaughter. They just stand there and they back away from the president. They back away from their rights, their Second Amendment, their freedom of speech, freedom of religion, because those are old concepts. Who needs them? Who cares about that stuff as long as they have their Twitter and their video games and marijuana is legal and they can get high? Who cares? They can watch their stupid movies on Netflix. Nothing matters. But slowly but surely, everything that this country stands for is completely eroding. And we're becoming a different kind of country, a country that none of you will recognize in a few years, a country that's a legend but not a living legend anymore. A country that the whole world, people all over the world, including my family, looked up to and dreamt of coming to because of freedom and liberty and the right to vote and the right to choose how to live your life and the endless opportunity. America was a beacon to the whole world. And now we're headed towards being a third world cesspool, just like all those other countries where elections don't mean a thing. The voice of the people is silenced forever. Yes, Donald Trump is Gary Cooper. Donald Trump is the character of Cain in the movie High Noon. And who's going to stand with him now that he's all alone? It's a tough question. Have we already lost a battle? Is it over for America? Is it over for all of us? Or is there still a glimmer of hope for the country we know and love? Well, I don't know the answer. But I do have one question for all of you, my dear audience. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Because if we don't stand on the side of truth and justice, then maybe all is already lost. Life is nothing like an old Hollywood movie ending. And Gary Cooper is long dead and gone. And yet we're facing another high noon. A high noon for America. And there's no Hollywood endings here. So let me ask you again, which side are you on? This is the AJ Steele Show. We will be right back. The AJ Steele Show. Think of your loudmouth best friend, hated by all the wives, because he tells it just like it is. Finally. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the AJ Steele Show. Before we start this second segment of our show, I want to give you a solemn promise. I give you my word that I will not be singing anymore on this episode of the AJ Steele Show. 
And now that we got this out of the way, let's talk about politics and the election. It's been a couple of days since the election, and we still don't know who won and who lost, but all the signs point to a great steal. The Democrats will finally succeed in doing what they always said they would do. I mean, Pelosi spoke about it. Biden spoke about it. They all said that it doesn't matter what the vote count is. They're still going to win. And they also said that President Trump will be escorted out of the White House by the military, no less. Now, you all know I'm a very cynical guy. I mean, most of you that listen to my show know that I'm a very cynical man and I don't trust anything. But even I, in the height of my cynicism, I could never have imagined this happening in America, in the America that I love so much, the America that I believe in. I never believed that a presidential election, that the vote of the American people can be stolen like this so brazenly and in broad daylight. I mean, they're not even hiding it. There's no shame here. And it's a complete collusion of the media and the deep state, you know, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, Mr. Bill Barr, where are you? Where's the DOJ? I don't hear a word from him. And then you add to that the big tech that completely colluded to take down President Trump. And the globalists, the globalists and the Chinese, they're running the whole show. Believe me, this is not about Biden. It's not about Kamala Harris. They're nothing. They're worthless little people. They're empty vessels that will be used as a means to an end. And I'm very sorry, and my heart aches to say this, but the globalists have won. Now, I don't know for sure that President Trump won't pull this one out, but he doesn't look very good anymore. And uh, it's just a confluence of a lot of different things. Most people that work for government in America, whether it's in democratic cities or democratic states or even in conservative ones, they happen to be liberals. All the people at the DMV, all the people at the post office, all the people at the registrar's office, all the people counting the votes, 90% of them are liberals. Low information, low IQ, lazy liberals. And you know why? Because most conservatives work for themselves or work in the private world. They don't like to be government employees. They have vision. They have ideas. They have dreams. So who do you think counts all of these votes? Who do you think runs all of these states and cities and mass bureaucracies? Idiots. Idiot liberals who just follow their masters. And like I just said, I'm not really worried about Joe Biden. He's nothing but a figurehead. He has no control at all. And Kamala Harris is an absolute empty vessel, just like I said before. She will do whatever she's told to do, and she will say whatever she's told to say. But it's the masters of the universe that I worry about. And I'm not just talking about big tech. I'm talking about the globalists, the globalists that love China and love money above all. They have no nationalistic interests. They don't care about a country. They will sell their own mother for money. And so you have these globalists with China, which is one of the most crooked, most powerful, most ambitious state in the world. And then you have big tech. And big tech is a combination of globalists and just pure greed. And all of these people will only serve themselves, not the American people, not you and I, not the middle class, hardworking, voting American whose vote is not going to count probably. So I don't know what to say. Am I a cynic? Yeah, I've always been a cynic. But I never believed that this would happen here in America, the bastion of freedom, the country that other countries that don't have free elections look up to. 
the country that is like a beacon of light and freedom and, and choice and free speech. What happened to that? So as cynical as I am, I never imagined this would happen right here to us. But am I truly surprised? Well, I can't really say I'm surprised. I kind of expected a lot of shenanigans. I expected the deep state along with the Democrats and the bureaucrats and the Twitter and what is it, Facebook, all those other companies. I expected them to pull shenanigans. But did I actually expect them to take the vote of the American people and flush it down the drain? And I'm telling you, as I live, as I see, I know that President Trump won this election. There were more people voting for President Trump in the crucial states than there were for Joe Biden. But I guess it doesn't matter. And we're sitting here, we're watching this thing. It's unfolding in slow motion right in front of all of us. And there's nothing we can do. What do we do? We can go protest. Is that going to help? We can get our guns. What do we do? Do we start shooting people? Do we start a revolution? Are we even strong enough to do that? And to be fair, how many of you out there don't think that the army, that the military is 100% behind the Democrats and 100% against President Trump? Now, I'm talking about the military leadership. I'm not talking about the everyday average American soldiers who love and protect and cherish our country. These military leaders, they love war. They don't like or care for peace. And President Trump is the only president that I can remember that didn't start one war. Remember, the military lives for war. That's how they make their money. The military-industrial complex. If there's no war, they don't make money. And what's the use for them then? But most of all, or I shouldn't say most of all, but I'm not really surprised, but a lot of you conservatives out there are staunch Republicans. Do you really think the Republican Party, the elites of the Republican Party, actually like Donald Trump? Do you think they're not just as happy as the Democrats to get rid of this man that was a thorn in their side? It's kind of sad. Everybody is against Donald Trump except us, the American people. And apparently our voice doesn't count. But for one second, forget the Republican elites and the Democratic Party elites. To me, the saddest thing about all of this is how many regular Americans, average regular Americans, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, religious people, atheists, how many of them are willing to allow this to happen because they're so partisan? How many Americans hate President Trump so much that they're willing to burn down their country and our laws and our system just to defeat him? To me, that's the saddest thing of all. It's the fact that we've lost the ability to look at things from a fair perspective. Remember this little thing? Truth and justice in the American way. Well, can we still say that anymore? Or is that whole concept just dead? It doesn't exist anymore. And how about freedom? Are we truly free when we can't speak our minds anymore, when we're being censored, when our president is being censored by mainstream media and social media? He's just being completely silenced, completely marginalized. And what about our vote? Are we truly free when we can't vote for what we want? Or that when we do vote, our vote just doesn't count anymore? 
we're not just marginalized, we're erased. And for all of you who are counting on the judiciary to save us, to get us out of this mess, this electoral mess that we're in, I have some news for you. Most of the judges in Democrat counties and Democrat states are just as crooked as a Democratic Party. And they're not going to be there for you. They don't care about justice. They're government employees. All they care about is their job and their fat pension that we pay for. They don't want to make waves. They just want to go with the flow. So again, I'm not counting on them either. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how we got to this point. And I'm going to talk about the chances that President Trump still may have to actually become the president again, to be reelected, which legally he should be because he won the vote. So I haven't completely lost all hope. I still believe in America. Now, I may be feeling down in the dumps alongside you, my dear audience, but I want you to remember one thing. The darkest hour is just before dawn. And as long as I have breath in my lungs and I have a voice to speak, and I know that there's still patriotic Americans out there, then I know hope is not completely lost. And if there's anyone that has proven to rise from the ashes, anyone that has proven to shock the world, it's President Trump. And if anyone can beat this thing, it's going to be him. It's not over, ladies and gentlemen. It's not over, and I have not given up hope. And I still believe in America. We will be right back with the A.J. Steele Show. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the A.J. Steele Show, where no topic is off limits. No discussion too harsh. No truth more true. The A.J. Steele Show. We tell it like it is. Welcome back to the A.J. Steele Show. We live in some real strange times. We've had a president, President Donald Trump, a guy who's totally outside the box, a guy who did not conform to the left or the right, a guy who did what he thought was right for the country. I mean, he took care of business in Europe. He made them pay for NATO. He got us out of these horrible Paris climate accords that were so one-sided and were so anti-American. And he didn't just stop there. He pulled out of the horrible Iran deal that Obama and all his uh, Iranian Muslim-loving cabinet were pushing for. Unfortunately, he couldn't get the 150-something billion dollars back that we sent them, but he pulled out of that horrible deal. And in the process, he helped create a new movement in the Middle East for peace. And believe me, the Europeans hate that. They hate that because they plan to make a lot of money out of Iran, and they weren't going to make it. So naturally, the Europeans are very, very angry at President Trump. And he didn't just stop there. Then he moved on to China and renegotiated a bunch of really bad deals where the Chinese were basically fleecing us. So now the Chinese are not very happy. They can't stand him because nobody likes a president that takes care of his own country. All these people were taking such advantage of us. Then he renegotiated NAFTA. The Mexicans weren't happy. The Canadians weren't happy. But between us, I couldn't care less if those other countries are happy or not. 
The only thing that counts is if the American people are happy. And you know what? We started getting back factory jobs. We started building more cars. Our economy started improving. Everyone's 401k went through the roof. America was doing good. And all the countries that were taking advantage of us because of all these loser government bureaucrats that ran this country to the ground for so many years, all these globalist presidents like Obama and Clinton and Bush, they were outside and they weren't very happy because their buddies weren't making the money. They weren't becoming rich from ripping off the American worker and selling us to the highest bidder. These greedy, self-serving globalists were so angry that they started plotting President Trump's demise from the moment that he took office. And boy, they tried a lot of things. The Russia collusion thing, Ukraine, his sexual escapades, his taxes. They just tried to take him down and they couldn't. They couldn't because for some reason, Donald Trump was just too clean. I can't believe I'm saying it because the perception out there is that this guy is the dirtiest guy ever. But think about it. All of these investigations and they found nothing. Absolute nothing. I mean, the guy must be like Mother Teresa because anybody in this world would be investigated for three years. They would find something, but they found nothing. Now, they are not going to give up. These globalists were not going to give up. And what shows up next on our shores, if not a disease called the coronavirus, the COVID-19, and the country takes a huge hit and they start locking us up, all of us. It's been, what, 10, 11 months already that the whole country's locked up. The economy goes down to negative numbers. The jobless rate, there's tens of millions of people who lost their jobs. The stock market drops. The mental health of our whole country is deteriorated to the point that people are just completely confused and angry and they don't know where to turn. And what does the media do? What do the Democrats do? They keep hammering that it's all President Trump's fault. It's not China that released this virus or didn't contain it. It's not their fault. It's all on President Trump. Every day, all we hear is about COVID-19 and how cases have gone up and how President Trump is not doing his job, even though between us, he did a marvelous job. And also, we know, we know medically that this virus is not as dangerous as they claim it is. Yes, a lot of people have it. A lot of people have had it. But the fact remains that less than 1% of people who get it, and it's mostly people over 70, die from it. The mortality rate is very close to the mortality rate of the flu, the regular influenza that we get every year. But this is not about a virus. This is not about an epidemic or a pandemic. This is all about taking down President Trump, taking down his economy, and eroding the trust of the average American in their president. But this is not just it. There's a little bit more to it. I shouldn't say a little bit. There's a lot more to this. Almost immediately, right after this virus started spreading, we started hearing Democrats tell us that the elections are going to be affected by this. People won't be able to stand in line to vote. They have to wear a mask. They have to keep six feet from each other. People need to start voting by mail. And the big steal was on. That's what this scam was all about. Voting by mail. So what does voting by mail mean? Look, I've voted absentee ballots for years now. 
I had to apply for that. I have to sign my signature. I had to prove who I am. And then every election cycle, I get absentee ballots and I fill them out and I send them out. And that's how I vote. I vote by mail, but I'm verified because the state knows who I am and they know that it's me that's voting. They have my signature and they have my request on file that I want to vote that way. I have officially requested to do it that way. So, so why am I so against uh, mailing voting? I'm not against mail voting. What I'm against is what all these democratic states did. They started mailing ballots indiscriminately to every voter they have, every registered voter they have, whether they requested this ballot or not. And most of them never requested to get these ballots. Most of them never even vote. Some people they send multiple ballots to. Some addresses they send ballots for people who don't live there anymore. And a bunch of dead people got ballots. So they started sending these millions and millions of ballots by mail to people who never requested them, some of which are not even living anymore. Could you imagine how rife this whole situation is for cheating? Could you imagine if somebody goes to a house and they send extra ballots there and the guy just picks them up and signs them and fills them out? Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened. Along with ballot harvesting, for weeks and weeks before the election, these things were getting filled out by unscrupulous people. Nobody knows who they are. Some of them don't even have to sign their names to it. There is no way to verify that these ballots were filled out by the people they were sent to. And it still wasn't enough. Because on November 3rd, so many patriotic Americans went out and voted. They went out to the poll stations. They went out, stood in line for hours, and voted for President Trump. They voted in such huge numbers that their vote overwhelmed all of these mail-in votings. It overwhelmed them. There were so many Americans that wanted President Trump to win in all of those swing states that the big cheat that the Democrats did with the mail-in voting didn't work. But they had a backup plan. Don't worry. They always have a backup plan. Evil never sleeps. And what was their backup plan? Every swing state where President Trump was leading, and many of them he was leading by 700,000 votes, 300,000 votes, astronomical numbers, each and every one of those states decided to stop counting the votes on election night. I've never heard of anything like this in my whole life. I've been in America since 1983, and I've never heard of multiple states just stopping the count. Now, why did they do that? They did that because President Trump was winning. They did that because they didn't have enough mailing votes to beat him. So overnight, at 2 or 3 a.m., hundreds of thousands of votes just for Joe Biden came in. And the big steal was on. And they didn't finish counting even on that night. We're three days past the election now. And they're still counting. And every vote that comes in, every vote that comes in reduces President Trump's advantage. And you know when these unprecedented counts are going to end? They're going to end a minute that they have more votes for Joe Biden than they do for President Trump. That's when this whole deal ends. It's the stealing of an election. It's the disregarding of our vote. 
It's absolute Chicago-style tactics. I shouldn't call it Chicago. They actually did the same thing in California in 2018. Republicans were leading all over Orange County. All the House members of the Republican Party were leading. And everyone went to sleep. And lo and behold, by the morning, after counting all these supposed mail-in votes, and after counting all the votes that were collected via ballot harvesting, each and every Republican lost the election. So guess what? They learned how to do this in 2018, and by 2020, they perfected it. And that's how they plan to take down President Trump. But I hope that we won't let them do this. Because if we let them do this, we will never see another honest election for as long as we live. America will become California and Chicago and New York. You will never see a conservative president ever again. We will absolutely become a one-party country. A one-party country where everything is controlled by the same political machine. No checks or balances. No choice. No chance to ever win. And that's why we have to fight this crookedness. We have to take down the forces of evil. This is a battle between light and darkness. It's a battle for our soul and the future of our country. And if we lose this crucial war, I don't even want to think about what's going to happen. But trust me, this is not going to be the America that we all love and cherish. It's going to be a different America. And you might not like it. I want to take a quick break. I'm going to tell you how President Trump can fight back and potentially win. And I'll give you my final words on this horrible election. This is the AJ Steele Show. AJ Steele, not right, not left, just right. Welcome back to the AJ Steele Show. So it's Friday morning here on the West Coast in Northern California, and we've had wonderful weather, wonderful weather for the whole past week. Temperatures in the 70s and low 80s and sunshine. And this morning I get up at around 6 a.m. and it's dark and cloudy and the winds are blowing. Maybe God is trying to match my mood or maybe I'm matching God's moods. I don't know. I don't know. Everything is changing in our country. The change that's coming is very, very dangerous and it's going to affect all of us in many, many ways. The absolute censorship of conservative voices, including our president, the absolute political correctness that's encroaching and taking over every aspect of our lives might just lead us to not be able to speak our minds anymore. If we speak our minds, we might be banned forever. So who knows if the AJ Steele show will keep going. I will give it a shot. I will do my best to keep it going as long as I can. But you never know. And so the election that we just talked about happened the way it did. And I feel a bit like a naive man. And I'm not a naive person. I've lived long enough. I've ran multiple businesses. I've done okay for myself and for my family. And I don't think I'm stupid or ill-informed. But the way this election is being stolen from under us makes me realize that 
It doesn't really matter what we think as Americans. All the work I did, all the money I donated to President Trump, all the talking I did, all the convincing, all the arguing with my liberal friends, none of that matters. Because this election wasn't about right and wrong. It wasn't about democracy or about the vote count or about turning out and voting in mass numbers or not showing up and what state will win and what state will not win. It was all about cheating. The results of this election were predetermined. We could have added another 10 million votes and they still would have called it for Joe Biden. So it doesn't really matter. We're not living in a republic. We're not living in a democracy anymore. We're living in a very dark country where powerful forces can decide the outcomes of elections and the voters be damned. But have I completely lost hope? Have I completely lost faith? No. I think there's only one last ditch option for President Trump. And that option is the Supreme Court. Now, do I trust the Supreme Court 100%? No, because it's human beings. Even those great judges that President Trump put up there are human beings. And even they can be put under immense pressure, their families, their lives, their friends. I mean, we saw what these devils did to uh, Kavanaugh. They attacked his integrity. They called him a rapist. Not just a regular rapist, a, a mass rapist. And so they will stop at nothing. And I really wonder if these Supreme Court justices have what it takes to stand up for the truth and for justice and for the American way. Because this is very crucial. This is life or death for our republic. And I'm telling you that I know for a fact that President Trump won the vote. President Trump beat the Democrats in Pennsylvania. He beat them in Nevada. He beat them in Arizona. He beat them in Minnesota, in Wisconsin. And I'm absolutely sure that he beat them in Georgia. But all these late night vote counting, all these late night votes that suddenly appeared from nowhere, all these shenanigans from the Democratic Party and all their buddies up there in uh, those swing states. So it doesn't really matter. It didn't matter that he won because the whole election was preordained. Pelosi told us, Biden told us, they all basically told us, they practically told us that Trump will not win. So short of an armed revolution or a tax revolt, what do we have left but the Supreme Court? And the big question is, will they let America down? Will they sell us out like the rest of the institutions of this country, like the FBI and the CIA and the Department of Justice? We all thought Bill Barr was going to be our savior, but he turned out to be just as rotten as that swamp creature, Jeff Sessions. And so again, there's not a lot of options. I am not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm not going to tell you things will be good because none of us know. And if you look at it, the odds are against us at this point. President Trump has been betrayed. He's been betrayed by the kiss of Judas from the globalists and the Democrats and the Republicans and all the systems that were supposed to protect the presidency and protect our vote and our freedom and our constitution. So in some ways, this is Custer's last stand. This is Trump's Alamo. And we all know how those things ended. They didn't end very well. But there's always hope. There's always hope in America. It ain't over until a fat lady sings or Lady Justice sings in this instance.
And a decision by the Supreme Court will tell us if there is justice in this country. And hopefully that justice will come out on the right side of history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the AJ Steele Show. God bless you. And may God bless America. The A.J. Steele Show, copyrighted 2020.